0: Welcome to How To Catholic with Kevin and Lisa Cotter, a podcast dedicated to helping you practically live your Catholic faith with excellence. In our culture, friendships can be so easily misunderstood. Are there different kinds of friendships? What does it mean to be a friend to someone else? And how do we get better at this whole friendship thing?
1: On today's podcast, we'll look at true friendship as we explore four keys to virtuous friendships. Plus, we are doing our first ever giveaway, which is a Lenten giveaway. And I have a big announcement that you won't want to miss. So stay
0: right here. Lisa, when you think about friendship, do any songs come to mind? Any any songs about friendship come to your head?
1: Friends are friends forever.
0: Yeah, that's what I was singing too. Friends forever. Didn't they sing that in Save by the Bell?
1: Oh no, I was thinking of like
0: Because a friend's a friend forever, as the uh, Lord is the Lord of them. No, they do not sing
1: that. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah. But they don't sing that on "Say by the Bell.
0: Yeah, they sing, friends forever, we'll be friends
1: until the end. There's a reason we don't let you sing in public.
0: I think this is public. I think that counts, so. Oh. Yeah, but those are two (laughs) fun friend songs. But that's what we're talking about. We're talking about friendship. We're talking about virtuous friendships. And friendships that are forever. Whether captured by Michael W. Smith Forever, or ever. by Saved by the Bell.
1: Yeah, it wasn't Michael W. Smith at first. That was the one I was thinking of.
0: Those are fun songs, though. They are fun songs. Fun songs from our history. Well, we're talking about friendship today, but before we do that, Lisa, you had a note for our listeners here.
1: Yeah, two things to kind of fill you in on. First of all, it is almost time for our question and answer episode. dun, dun, dun. We had a lot of fun doing that last season, season two, Mm. and we were supposed to do it for episode 10, but we didn't quite get there. We didn't plan well enough because we're not perfect. So it's going to be episode 11 this time because we wanted to give you two weeks to send in questions. So if you have a question for us and if you're wondering what is this episode about, you can go back to season two and listen to the Q&A episode. And it's actually pretty straightforward. I think you're smart enough. You can figure it out. Send us questions and we might answer them on the podcast. It can be about anything.
0: Yeah. And you might think, oh, I don't know if they want to hear from me. We do want to hear from you. And you might think, my question, I don't know. It sounds stupid. Just send it in. We'll decide. We'll be the deciders of stupidness or not.
1: There are no stupid questions. I mean,
0: there are. There really are stupid questions, but I doubt it's yours, dear listener. So just send it in. We'd love just to see them all there and to see which way it leads us. It's really fun.
1: Yes. So you can send them to hello at made to magnify.com. You can also send them to us via Twitter or Instagram. If you want, we can do that and maybe Facebook, but not very many people use Facebook anymore. So go ahead though. Give them to us, shoot them to us, however you want. And the second thing we want to tell you about is we are doing a giveaway.
0: Giveaway. On the
1: podcast for the first time. We're doing a little lent pack giveaway and it's two books that you can get the first one is she who believed which is the blessed is she journal for lent coming up and i've been using these journals i used their advent journal and last year i used their lent journal so i've used them twice now and they're great they're just so good they're so beautiful well put together every time i pick it up i just feel like classy holding it in my hands they're, they're real they're, fancy. Mm-hmm. I don't
0: read them because I'm not a woman, but I mean, yeah, they're, they're fancy woman stuff.
1: women stuff. And they're just, they're very, very beautiful. And the writing is so well done. And it's a, it's a daily reflection. Well, not reflection. It's a daily journal. So there's a, a reading and then there's something to reflect upon. There's a place to journal Sometimes they have you do action items. There's a prayer. It's just great. So we have an extra copy from Blessed Is She, and we're going to give it away to one lucky listener along with another. But there's more. But there's more. That's right. Along with another Lent book or a book that you can use during Lent. Mm Mm-hmm. Happens to be written by Kevin and I
0: just by chance, by
1: chance. It's called dating detox. And we had a lot of people do dating detox during Lent last year. In fact, we had a closed Facebook group this year. We're going to try a closed Instagram group. We will keep you up to date on that because that's a little ways away. But it is a phenomenal thing to do during Lent because it's a 40 day process and you get Sunday off already because Lent is 40 days, but Sundays don't count in Lent. So we kind of hit that flow together. It's a catch-up day. So we're going to be giving away both of those, She Who Believed and Dating Detox, and a little Lenten pack for you via Instagram. So this is how you're going to sign up. What you do is you follow... Kevin and I both on Instagram and you leave a comment. We're going to post a little picture of the two books that we're giving away. If you comment on either my account or Kevin's account, so you can comment on both and then you get entered in twice.
0: Or you could like double up and leave a comment as a question for the Q&A. There's so many possibilities. Oh
1: yeah, you can, yeah, you can go ahead and just drop it in there too. We'll look for questions in there as well. So if you do that, you follow us um, and you... Um, leave a comment and in your comments, tag a friend you think might be interested in the giveaway. So that'll all be in the show notes if you're confused. Yeah. Just get on Instagram. And also all of the instructions will be on Instagram if you're confused. So.
0: And if you don't know much about dating detox, like what is this book? We have a podcast episode called how to dating detox. You can look that up as well. If you're interested.
1: There we go. We'll get all that in the show notes. so You're not confused.
0: Well, that was fun. Q&A, giveaways, and now we get to get to our topic, friendship. Friendship. I, I'm excited about this topic because I think when it comes to friendship, two things I know that are very true. The first one is I, don't, I think that friendships have never been more important, and I also believe that they've never been so hard to have.
1: Why do you think they're so important? more than ever before.
0: Yeah. So I think they're more important. I, I think traditionally, if we think about traditional societies and communities, you'd grow up in a family and an extended family. So as you grew up, you have aunts and uncles, you have cousins of all different ages. And so really that, that community, that sense of who am I, what should I do, how should I live is really a lot of times taken care of in that family. And that can still be the case today, but um, a lot of times families are more spread out. We have less family, so we don't have as big of an extended family, as many cousins or aunts and uncles. Um, And so we find ourselves, when we're looking to the questions of how should I live and who do I get advice from, it just gets harder and harder. And so I think friends can really fill that void that we have naturally for community, for people to give us wisdom, all those different things. Um, So yeah, I think think they're more important than ever.
1: That's a good answer. Thanks. I'll accept that answer.
0: and, And so the second part is, they've never been so hard to have. I agree. And so I think because of our society, we're so spread out. We move all the time. Um, many of us, we switch jobs. We switch neighborhoods. We're not, we're not into this whole like stability thing. Uh, it's a similar thing mm-hmm. to to what we talked about with the family. And so keeping in touch with people has never been easier. But at the same time, it's really hard because they're not in proximity to us because we're, we're always moving around.
1: I would also say, too, with social media, not that social media is all bad and negative, but we have a false sense of connection
0: mm-hmm. because
1: we think, oh, well, I saw what's going on in their life via social media. Therefore, we're caught up. But it's that's really like a shallow sense of connection and it isn't an actual true connection. So it feels like we have a, a relationship with them and a connection with them when in reality, we just know what they're doing, which isn't a real friendship.
0: Yeah, and I think that really helps. That's a great transition to understanding what actually is friendship, right? Like when it's social media, it's always a classic thing. Like I'm friends with them on Facebook. Oh, what kind of friendship do you have? Oh, well, I look at their pictures of their food, you know, like,
1: and I comment on how cute their dog is.
0: Yeah. So in the process of society and communities, like we've lost a sense of what is, what is a friend? Like, what does that mean? And we can use that word in so many different ways. How do we know what kind of friendships that we have and the various types of friendships and, and one of the, the ones that are the most meaningful. Cause we can get all those connections. We can get all those social media friends and get confused that that's true friendship in some way, shape or form and not realize there's such a deeper and richer meaning of friendship as well.
1: You want to take us back way, way oh, back? Oh, where are we going to go to understand what friendship is? <laughs> why don't we, why don't we look into the in a, thoughts and wisdom of a philosopher from a long time ago. Ooh. This is just off the cuff. Wanted, of you.
0: I've always wanted to go to Greece, Lisa, and we're going to look at Aristotle. We
1: should go there.
0: We should. Someday. I'd love to go to Greece. It'd be Someday. fantastic. But we can go there right now through the teachings of Aristotle. Isn't this exciting? And so Aristotle pointed out three different types of friendships for, for us to really understand what is true friendship. Uh, and not all these friendships are bad. Some of them are great Um And they all have different places in our lives. But let's kind of walk you through his three different friendships. So the first one is utility or use. And so in this friendship, um, our friendship is based on what we can give to one another. And so you might think of like a business transaction. All right, I have something to sell. And then I have a client who needs that product. And so we've developed some type of friendship or partnership where I'm selling him something and he appreciates that because he wants to buy it and use it for his company as well. And so again, that's not a those relationships happen all the time, but really it's based on use. Once that purpose of me selling something and him buying something goes away, many times if we it just sits there and it's based on use, that friendship's going to leave when that usefulness goes away, if that makes sense.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And running through my mind right now is that we talk a lot about in Dating Detox and in a lot of my talks that I give about how people are not objects to be used and so I want to give a clarity here that there's there's use in the sense of like using somebody's phys- physically or emotionally like using their person versus this is a isn't necessarily a negative type of use it's not like you're objectifying them because you have a, a useful setup based upon business transaction or based upon um, whatever those circumstances are this is this is a different type um, the way that Aristotle is talking about it so
0: yeah it's, a, it's an appropriate use. And again, yeah, totally, could be totally fine. Um, but it is a lower level of friendship. Another one that Aristotle is going to talk about is a, a friendship of pleasure. And so this comes in the case of a lot of times um, when we think of friendships that are fun. So, oh, we, we liked rooting for the same sports team, right? You might, might be in a college dorm and you're like, oh, we, we both like the Steelers. And so every Sunday we get together and we watch the Steelers together. Or we both like the same TV show. So on Thursday nights, you know, we get into our suite and we like watch that TV show and your friendship is based on the Steelers or that TV show. Yeah. And so similar to use, once that pleasure dissolves, the friendship can dissolve. So once, you know, the Steelers are no longer playing one, you know, playing football, then we don't hang out. Or once the show is now in reruns and we've already seen them, we don't see one another. And so that's, again, it's a way to be friends but it can ultimately, it's its a lower level of friendship.
1: Makes sense to me.
0: So then we get to the third form of friendship, which is a virtuous friendship. And this is a deep friendship. This is a friendship of people who really uh, want what's best for one another. So in, in a virtuous friendship, it's those who are seeking after the good. So you want to live a virtuous life. You're seeking to do what's right. And then you're actually wanting uh, the good for your friend. So no matter what it might be, even if it's not, Pleasurable, even if it's not useful, you're looking at that friend and saying, "I want what's best for you, no matter what." And it's not temporary. So even when things, you know, it's no longer fun or no longer useful, you're still there for them to to will their good.
1: It's like when the football season's over, you still get together. Yeah, and you still intentionally uh, are spending time together. It's not just based upon the football season. Your friendship doesn't last only during that time, but it lasts beyond. Beyond whatever's useful, beyond whatever's pleasurable
0: mm-hmm. yeah, and I think um it's really I think we have this innate sense that we want those types of friendships, but often we settle for the other two types of friendships, which again aren't necessarily bad, but we're we're made for deeper and richer relationships and so with this vision of understanding, okay you know we've never it's never been more important to have friendships, and it's never been so hard to have them and then realizing okay, there's different types of friendship, and we're going after virtuous friendships. Everybody needs those virtuous friends who are going to be that with them through thick or thin. The question is, how do we get these virtuous friendships? And then we want to look at four keys to virtuous friendship.
1: Great. So four keys to virtuous friendship. Kevin, you actually are going to start us off here with our first one, which is to be intentional in your friendships.
0: Yeah. So when I think of being intentional, um, a lot of times with friendships, we hope they just happen naturally. A lot of times they do. We do find ourselves in situations where, oh yeah, we do like the same sports team or we like the same show. And then over time, we develop that deeper friendship. And that's true. But I think when we want to get beyond some of those shallower friendships, you really have to be intentional to say, how do I grow deeper in friendship with this person? Like, how do I get beyond what we just like to have fun to do? And how do we get to the deeper things in life that maybe are uncomfortable or not natural talking about? And I feel like that can pave the way for a truly a really good friendship, a virtuous friendship.
1: Yeah, I feel like sometimes we think that friendships will just happen naturally. And you definitely do have moments where you click with someone and you kind of know like, oh, we're fast friends, like we really Mm -hmm. get along or we have a lot of the same interests. But if we really wanna take a friendship deeper, we have to be intentional about it. We have to actually make efforts in order to deepen that friendship instead of just saying on the surface, which is the easy thing to do Mm -hmm. and the comfortable thing to do. But if we really want to have these virtuous friendships that um that kevin was talking about earlier we we have to actually dive in deeper intentionally and almost have have somewhat of a plan not like a step one step two step three plan but yeah we have to really think it through and not just think haphazardly we're just going to grow deeper in friendship
0: yeah and when i think about our the virtuous friendships that you and i have i think boy we've had to been really intentional about those things and so it's going to that person saying I really value in my life and we've been friends over this many years and I know we're, we're always gonna be friends in some way shape or form but boy do you think we can meet like once every two weeks and really talk about life and we might see each other at other times we might joke around we might have fun our families might get together but I need time with you where I can really ask for you to help me find the good in my life and to do that and I, I need you there and really to claim that and it, that's not always easy. It's not always natural. It's not always fits the schedule. Um, but you make time for it. You have to be intentional about it.
1: Yeah, it's that accountability um, and kind of, uh, what's the, it's not mentorship. What's the right word for it? Uh, in Focus, you guys talk about like you have like your mentor, but then you also have like your where you're more like parallel. Yeah, I think a
0: lot of times it's called accountability groups, but I think it's, okay. yeah. I thought there was another word. It's a virtuous friendship group.
1: <laughs> nope, definitely not that. I guess it is just like an accountability group partner. But, um, yeah, it's like mutually mentoring each other in a sense, but that's not quite, there's another word. Anyway, doesn't matter.
0: Yeah. Last thing I would say on be intentional here is that I think particularly for guys is that in order for guys to be friends, they need to do things together. And so, um, you can't just sit around or necessarily, I mean, meals can be good or, you know, maybe, uh, you know, playing a video game, all those different things. I think some guys, uh, really go for the surface level of friendships. But you have to be intentional of how are we going to find a way to bond closer together? Like what intentional, can we go camping together? Like, can we put ourselves in situations where we're going to rely on one another, where we're going to do something adventurous, where we're going to really find those moments where our friendships can grow deeper because we need one another. Um, I think those are, those are huge as well.
1: Yeah. And I like that idea of adventure, taking adventures together, taking risks together, doing things that are uncomfortable together. Those are great ways to deepen a friendship and put you, Uh, kind of in a spot that really leads into our second point, Yeah, which is to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of the second key to having a virtuous friendship is there has to be a level of vulnerability and a level of trusting. I can go deeper with this person and they're not going to judge me. They're not going to gossip about me and you know, share with everybody else. Do you know they have these issues and these things going on, but instead they're going to love me and they're going to be the kind of friend who's going to be there and say, Hey, let's work on that. I want you to be better. I want you to do better. And I'm going to be that friend who's going to work with you through that. And I think having that mutual vulnerability is essential for a Mm -hmm. virtuous friendship because you can't get anywhere. If you're not willing to go a little deeper, it just stays at the level of pleasure um, unless if you're willing to say, yeah, I want to, I'm going to let you enter into my junk and <laughs> yeah. like life is messy. Mm-hmm. And I think when we deny that and we act like everything is fine and everything is great and we just put on a plastic face, it's, you're not going to ever get deeper.
0: Yeah. And you don't have to tell everyone your junk, but you have someone who you like can really be real with. And that's how, you know that they love you for you. That's how they know that your virtuous friendship is I can put my stuff on the table and you're, you're willing to deal with that with me and even deal with me in that situation, even though it's not fun, even if it's not useful for you, it's just, I'm there for you. And that's, that's it. That's just what I'm doing here without expecting anything in return. And, um, that's, yeah, that's how you can sometimes find out who your friends are.
1: Absolutely. All right, it is time for our mid-show break here. Just break. to uh, give a little recap here. We've done two keys to virtuous friendships. The first one is intentional. To be intentional. The second one is to be vulnerable. Those are two key components that are needed to have a deeper friendship with someone. So Kevin, you have our saint quote to live by today. Tell me what it is.
0: Yeah, our saint quote to live by is this. This comes from Philip Neary, and he says, we must not wish to do everything at once or become a saint in four days,
1: I like how he says four days. Like that's that's the crazy amount of time. Four days, not like one day, not like one hour. It's four days.
0: I yeah, it is. It's kind of funny how specific that is. But I really like the quote because I think it reveals to us so t- so many times when we're in the Catholic faith. You're like, oh, I want to be a saint right now, and just Philip Neary's wisdom of, hey, it's gonna take a while. Even if you want to become a saint, it's it's gonna. It's going to take some time. It's going to take some effort. God's got to work on your heart. It's not going to all happen at once. So slow down. Try to go out one one thing after another mm-hmm. and don't overwhelm yourself.
1: And let grace build upon nature so you can get to those points where it becomes more natural for you to act like a saint and be a saint. Awesome. Awesome. Hey, well, I want to share with you all something that I hope maybe you've seen on social media here. It's a new conference. That's coming up. It's called the Lux Conference. Leah Darrow and I have been working for a year to put this conference together. And we have just a little uh, mid show commercial, if you will, on the conference. So give it a listen. We'll be right back.
2: This is Leah. And this is Lisa. And a year ago, we had a quick convo about starting a young adult women's conference. And a year later, right now, that dream is coming true. Welcome to the Lux Conference.
1: Yay! I'm so pumped and so excited about this. In case you're wondering, Lux is Latin for light, because when you're Catholic and you turn something into Latin, it just sounds way cooler. And it is a conference for young adult women. We're looking at women around the ages of 18 to 40, women who are single, newlyweds, young moms. It's for all of you. And our aim with this conference is to help you to discover who you were made to be.
2: Absolutely, Lisa. So, we are wanting to equip women to discover their unique contribution to the world, experience the beauty of solidarity and sisterhood, and embrace the light of Christ in themselves and others. So, we are seeking to create this unstoppable momentum of faithful Catholic women who know their worth and their purpose and refuse to let anything get in the way of God's will for them. Uh, because we, because we, We don't hope in good feelings or snarky memes. Our hope is in the light of Christ and his light in us.
1: So this conference is going to be taking place on Saturday, April 7th, coming up, can hardly believe it, at Light of the World Catholic Church in Littleton, Colorado, which is basically Denver.
2: I know. It's going to be so awesome. So come to Denver. It's going to be great. Saturday, April 7th. We have a super phenomenal, amazing guest that's going to be coming to the conference. Obviously, you're going to have Lisa Cotter. You're going to have me, Leah Darrow. But we're also having music and worship led by Sarah Kroger. Yes. Yes, people. I know there should be a stadium of people cheering right now. Just when I say her name, Sarah Kroger is going to be leading us in worship the entire day. She's phenomenal. You're going to love her. It's going to be a great event.
1: So tickets are already on sale, pre-sale price. Get them now before the price goes up. They're $49, and on Valentine's Day, because that's an easy day to remember, they are going to increase. So if you're interested and excited to come, now's the time to get yourself a ticket. And not only can you get a ticket for Friday night, we're sorry, Saturday, also on Friday night, we're going to have an exclusive girls' night with Leah and Lisa. Just a little girls' night out. We're going to have food, do some question and answer. We're going to cap this event so we can get some good one-on-one time together.
2: Absolutely. So there's only so many tickets available for Friday night. So you want to get that ticket uh, very soon if you are interested in going. And then obviously you can grab your ticket for Saturday for the day of the conference. You can do all of that at luxconference.com. So Lux is just L-U-X conference.com. You can register there. You can get the information there, everything you need to know is right there at luxconference.com. We are incredibly honored and blessed to be able to present this conference to you. We are excited to be with you and, and to really do what the conference is made to do is to help you discover who you are made to be. So please bring a friend and join us. The entire point of this conference is is to help instill that solidarity and sisterhood, help us uh, you know, reawaken our unique contribution to the world, so it's really important for you to 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 bring someone if you can. So if you have a friend, bring your friend um, with you. If, if you're like, you know what, Leah, I don't have any friends. No big deal, sister. I've been there before. And I want you to come to this conference so that you can meet other women who have the same worldview, who have the same goals and values, and who can help walk with you in your journey because it's all about discipleship. So we are so excited to bring the Lux Conference to you and help you discover who you are made to be.
0: All right, and we are back. Today we're talking about um, how to have virtuous friendships. We're talking about how friendships, they've never been so important, but also been never so, uh, they're always, they're so hard to have. And so what do we, how do we have these virtuous friendships? We're looking at four keys. We've already done two, be intentional and be vulnerable. And then Lisa, you want to share with uh, us our third key to a virtuous friendship?
1: Our third key to a virtuous friendship is to will the good. And this can seem like a little bit of a theological phrase here. So let me break it down quickly. So to will the good of someone essentially means to choose the good for them. So we have free will, which means that we have a choice. We're not robots. We don't have to do what God says. We're not his little minions, but we get to choose. Are we going to love them? or are we not? And so if we will somebody's good, we are choosing the good for them. And really this comes down to the heart of Aristotle's definition of virtuous friendship is this idea that, to be a true friend to someone means that you're willing to sacrifice for them. It means it, you don't just want what's best for them. Like, oh, I hope they have a good life. Wouldn't that be nice? But you're willing to to put your money on the table and sacrifice for them so that they can have that good life. And you're you're willing to work with them through the difficult things. You're willing to be there for them when it's hard, when it's not comfortable when, when you're feeling like all you want to do is just sit on the couch and eat popcorn and watch a movie. But instead you're going to go help them move or go help them when their grandfather passes away or whatever it is that they need. You're that friend who's there through thick and thin. That's what Aristotle would say is truly a virtuous friendship is when you're, you're pursuing that good for them, not just in your head, but through your actions as
0: well. Yeah, and even before Aristotle, we uh, in the Proverbs 17:17 17, 17, we find this quote. I think sums it up well. It says, "A friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for a time of adversity." And I just love that a friend loves at all times. When we really have that virtuous friendship, they're going to love us even those moments that are hard. And in particular, as as Proverbs points out, for a time of adversity. Like that's that's why we have those friendships. When things get rough, we know we can go to that person and say. Will you help me? And they're going to be there.
1: Great. Okay, I think it's time for number four. Our yeah. fourth key to virtuous friendships.
0: And I think this one's interesting because it it really fleshes out what this looks like because we get to a point where, all right, my friendship isn't useful. It isn't pleasurable. I am really am seeking the good and I'm seeking the good for you. But a really a hallmark of a virtuous friendship is that it endures. And this one we could call uh, it perseveres. Um, and so when we think about virtuous friendships, is it something that continues? Is it something that goes on? Is it something that extends beyond just that month or those six months that you had together as friends or that year? And, and none of those things are bad. Sometimes, again, as we're talking about these friendships, we're not trying to say all those friendships are terrible and you should never have them. Sometimes you are just friends with somebody for a year, and that's what God gives you, and that's great. But a virtuous friendship is going to extend beyond that. It's going to keep going. It's, it's really a lifetime of one, one another's good.
1: Yeah. And with that longevity is when you really get to know each other and <laughs> you get to know your weaknesses and you get to know your strengths and, and you can call each other out because you know each other well enough to understand the, a person's, um, character uh, and a person's, um, like anything of the word, their temperament. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of know, here's how they're going to react in this way. And as a good friend, I'm going to call them out on that or I'm going to reach out and help them or whatever it is that they need. It's interesting when they study friendship, some of the things that they've learned um, is that I'm pretty sure it's seven years. I've heard it takes about seven years. So if you can be friends and stay connected with someone for seven years, usually that's a friendship that lasts a lifetime, Hmm. which is kind of a long time, especially. I mean, in our first seven years of marriage, we moved like four times. Yeah. (laughs) And so it's harder to develop those long-term virtuous friendships that endure the test of time when you're constantly moving. But I still do have friendships that um, are longer than seven years, you know, that are in 10, 12, 15 years Mm -hmm. of of friendship.
0: And I think we kind of get a sense of that as we go through, you know, in high school we think, oh, this person's my best friend and we have this amazing relationship and you do. But it's interesting to look back ten years and go, oh boy, I, I barely even talk to that person anymore. Like they're just not my life. Or same thing with college. Uh, you go, boy, you know, we did have those great times together, and we we had those meaningful times where we were there for one another. But it, you know, it didn't last and extend to that virtuous friendship. And um, yeah, I mean, sometimes just being in those situations in college or in, in high school, those proximity to one another, that that helps you form that friendship, and, and that's a great good. But we really find out from that person, like all right, we're, we're not in that same situation. It isn't easy to be friends. It's actually hard to call one another. Sometimes we have to travel to to hang out together and really have those times where we share what's going on in our life. Is that gonna still going to happen even though, again, it's not easy and it's not pleasurable? Um, that's, I think, where we find out. It's a bit of a test. The test of time is really helps us understand this fourth key of persevering. All right, so those were our four keys to virtuous friendship. To, to be intentional, to be vulnerable, to will the good of another, and to persevere. Lisa, do you want to give our how-to challenge?
1: Yes, our how-to challenge for this week is we're going to challenge you to get together with one of your virtuous friends and be intentional about your friendship. Or if you don't have a virtuous friendship, if you're listening to this and you're going, yeah, there's nobody really in my life quite like that. Or maybe we've never labeled it that way or we've never been intentional about it. Then the person who you could... See that has the most potential to be a virtuous friend in your life. We're going to challenge you this week to get together with that person, set up a time, go get coffee, go on a run, go work out together, whatever it is that you do together, and talk about life, like really talk about life and be vulnerable together in that conversation and not just allow it to stay at the surface and, um, you know, just... Uh, kind of hanging out, but really say, let's dive in deeper. I want to have deeper relationships. I want to have friendships that are virtuous, where we're pursuing the good together and where we're trying to live this life well. So that is our how-to challenge for this week.
0: That's right. And remember, just as saints aren't made in four days, neither are virtuous friendships. So if you take those steps- You're not going to have those friendships overnight, but you can through process. Well, two reminders as we wrap up the podcast today. The first one is to head to Instagram to get entered into the Lent giveaway. We're really excited about this giveaway. We're giving away Blessed Is She's, She Who Believed, and our book, Dating Detox. Head over to Instagram to do that. Second, don't forget to send us your questions for our special Q&A episode in two weeks. You can send them to hello at madetomagnify.com. Or you can ask them on Twitter or Instagram at Kevin R. Cotter or Lisa Ann Cotter. That's Ann with no E. And while that was our show today, thanks for listening in. As always, if you enjoy the show, please give us a rating on iTunes, add it to your podcast subscriptions, and tell a friend. This really helps us get the word out about How to Catholic. And until next time, be saints. It's worth it.